0: Today on What Chaos, we are almost at U.S. Thanksgiving, so we look at which playoff teams will stay in the picture. Things are still pretty
1: bad and sad for Patrick Line and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Darren Drager weighs in. And we nominate the first ever nomination for best player in the world right now.
0: Press like and subscribe and anything else that could help our numbers Tap in, baby. Chaos. Do it, you turkey. Gobble, gobble, gobble. gobble. Happy Wednesday, everybody. It is the day. Before U.S. Thanksgiving. That's right, Peter. There is just one day until one of the more important days on the hockey calendar. One day until
1: U.S. Thanksgiving. It's a weird time. A weird time of the NHL season because we're coming off a day in which there were no games last night. Not a single game on the schedule. And now we're going into, I believe, 14, 14 games tonight. And... A big day, obviously, like if you're trying to get yourself in playoff position to to help those percentages be in your favor, we all know. I mean,
0: do you have the percentages at? Yes. Yeah, uh, so, so historically, I, we lightly or at least I have been kind of doing a little tongue in cheek mocking of the U.S. Thanksgiving thing, because that's a tale as old as time. If you're an NHL fan, you know, forever people say. You want to be in playoff position by U.S. Thanksgiving. 80% of the time. If you, and blah, 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 they blah, always blah. say a different number. Yeah. They're always like, and as we all know, 75% of the As we all know, 95% of the teams, here's what I can give you. And I have gone back and looked at certain years and all these things. Last year, 13 of the 16 teams that were in playoff position on November 24th, which was U.S. Thanksgiving in 2022, made the playoffs. We'll talk about those teams in a second, and we'll talk about this year's teams in a second. But it all serves to tell you, even if it's not a guarantee, even if it doesn't lock you into the playoffs, because there are things like points per game versus how many actual real points you have. You could have games in hand and all these things. But you make as many jokes as you want. It does paint a more accurate than you would think picture of what the playoffs will look like.
1: Yeah, like with it being this early, you you like to think that right now we are early in the season, but a month and a half can tell you a lot. Like it's told us that the Oilers fucking suck. <laughs> so, like there there is there are strong indications obviously like you said it's not a guarantee that you're going to make it or not going to make it, but Those percentages, the numbers may change. They're always pretty high. The percentage of teams that will make the playoffs based off of where they are at Thanksgiving
0: remain pretty high. We're going to go through the East and the West of this year's teams and look at each playoff picture, which teams should figure to stay and which ones are obvious to drop out. I do think that there's more obvious teams to fall out of it in the East this year than there are in the West. Uh, We'll get to that in a minute. Let's do a little history lesson, though, just to show that we're not being wise guys when we spend time on the U.S. Thanksgiving thing. As I said, 13 of 16 teams from last year made it, ended up making the playoffs. Sean, you want to toss those up? You had, I mean, the Bruins had 34 points at Thanksgiving last year, which is outrageous. They obviously had the greatest regular season ever, but the only team of the eight in the Eastern Conference to not make it was the Philadelphia Flyers and the Florida Panthers, who did make it, were only two points behind them. So this shit was kind of airtight.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's you talk about the Bruins being ridiculous with 34 points. They have a chance to enter into this US Thanksgiving with 31 points. I know. Which is also ridiculous. But don't
0: they already they already do have no, they have 29. They have 29. Oh, yeah. Uh yeah,
1: I, I mean, it, I think it's – so uh, the Flyers didn't make it uh, from last year, the only team in that group that didn't make it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you got a pretty good idea of the picture. I do think there's uh, a bit more in in flux mm-hmm. this year. Big time. Like, there have been some unpredictable or um, unforeseen hot starts by mm-hmm. some teams that I don't necessarily think are going to hold. So 13 out of 16 made it last year. We're going to go through the yeah, list of well, teams.
0: Yeah, let's do West but, first. Let's get to it okay. because we've got a whole other conference. But that's that's East and West,
1: 13 out of 16 made it, correct? Correct. Yes.
0: Yeah, so one changed in the East, and mm-hmm. the West was more fun last year with the variants because the Blues, and we'll see if... The stupid schedule today fucks it up, but the Blues also in playoff position this U.S. the day before U.S. Thanksgiving, but last year, the Blues were in playoff position. The Flames were in playoff position, which is funny to say because you talk about what a tire fire I know. season it was. They were in playoff position, but again, look at the teams, Pete, that ended up making it. They were tied four or one point out of a playoff spot last year. The Oilers ended up getting in there, but... They had 20 points. The Blues, who were in the playoffs at the time, had 20 points. So even the teams last year that made it were right there. Yeah, They were like like completely knocking on the door, and that, I think, will help inform the conversation for this year, especially once we get to the West, and you see that some of the teams that would like to get in are not one point behind, right. are not tied. They're like eight points behind. I mean, it, it also helps paint the picture
1: as to like why we've spent so much time already this this season freaking out about the Edmonton Oilers. Not to keep going back to the Oilers, but like we've spent so much time talking about them. And you can say, like stop freaking out about the Oilers. It's super early in the season. They're in a big hole right now, and they need to do a lot to climb out of it. And if you look at the standings like they are far away from being in a playoff position right now.
0: So let's look at the current Eastern Conference standings. One day, again, this is not it is not yet us. Thanksgiving. Gary Bettman. And his and his his, his woke lamestream media <laughs> had to have a bunch of games on Wednesday night instead of Tuesday night. He'd rather be playing games in Sweden than playing games in the United States on the Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Total cock. Just <laughs> do- I don't know what any of these words mean, by the way. I just know that when you're mad at something now, you're supposed to say lamestream media. Yeah, and you're Gary Bettman to- is a chud. Yeah, no, I, I do know what Chud, Chud just means anybody you don't like, right? That's right. Yeah, I like Gary Bettman personally. Mm. I prefer the fake Gary Bettman from the 2023 film Blackberry, if you've seen that. <laughs> That's true.
1: I uh, would like to get him. On I, I'm a big fan. Uh, Gary Bettman's like a bad dog. I've been using this analogy Great a analogy, lot. Yeah, yeah. Gar- Gary Bettman's like a bad dog. He's still a dog, so you kind of love him. You you love all dogs. But, like, you wish that he wouldn't do so much dumb shit and make you hate him half the time. So that's what Gary Bettman is to me. But He's a bad dog.
0: Gary Bettman, so I agree with this more about another person that you mm-hmm. said was that we won't uh, say mm-hmm. right now. Because Gary Bettman has bad owners. Gary Bettman does stuff that, he, like, the owners... Name one bad owner. It, are you... <laughs>
1: Sean, Sean is on Subscribe his game on today. Subscribe <laughs> is is on, on YouTube. His game you today. Have. Yes, if you're listening on podcasts right now, you, you missed just missed show. an incredible work of production. Not a by, joke though, by Sean, a
0: real picture. But
1: yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, anyway, Eastern Conference right now. As I said, this one has a few more teams where you're like, maybe they fall out of it. Bruins again. Chasing that President's Trophy, it always does them so well. And Detroit, I'm kind of bummed, isn't in the mix right now because I feel like given their start, they deserve to be one of the U.S. Thanksgiving teams that could fall out
1: of it. Yeah, I mean, so if you're audio only right now, Boston, Florida, Toronto in the Atlantic Division, uh, the Rangers, Flyers, and Capitals in the Metro, and then the two wild cards as of right now, Tampa Bay and Carolina are the eight teams.
0: Everybody had Carolina as a wild card team this year. For sure. Yes. Um, and then the questions from there are who falls out of it? I think we all agree Philadelphia, again, probably. Uh, Washington, probably. Shout out Washington, though, being in the mix. Good for them. We have noted that the Flyers have played more games than a lot of teams, mm-hmm. right? They're at. They're at 18, which isn't so bad. Some teams have played uh, 18, 19. Which of the teams that aren't in it right now, and I think the main ones are the Penguins and the Devils. Uh The other ones I'd put in that conversation would be the Islanders. Red Wings. And the who? Red Red Wings, Wings, you'd say? Sabres still, I think, maybe-ish have a chance, but which teams that aren't in it right now do you think end up making it? Uh, Aren't in it right now. I
1: say absolutely the Devils. The Devils have too much talent to not make the playoffs, and they're not far enough. Like right now, we're looking at the Metropolitan Division that has been completely screwed up by like last-second heaters right before (laughs) Thanksgiving. Like that's why Philly's in it. That's why Washington's there. I think New York has been on a heater. They lost on Monday night, but like they they're on an uh, like an incredible heater, and I think that that's more indicative of who they are than the other two teams so the devils i for sure have in there the sabers i don't know like this i'm still i'm still torn on the sabers they obviously have a ton of talent they're gonna need great goaltending from devin levi they're gonna need to overcome the loss of tage thompson however long he's out the fact that it's a wrist injury wrist injuries linger Mm -hmm. even after guys come back like that really worries me. And I think is like a death knell. I think there's hockey. a good chance that the Sabres miss the playoffs. Like a I, really good chance. Yeah. And that bums me out, especially in that Atlantic. But like I I think that most of the changes that I'm looking at to come in the Atlantic are gonna be in the Metro.
0: Yeah, the the Atlantic is so much better than the Metro this year. It is not just this year. Crazy. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Just generally, but so much better th- this year. The Red Wings, by the way, have played fewer games than some of the teams ahead of them. So they are kind of-ish there. At the very least, they're in the hunt. Uh, do you want to take a look at the West or do you have any more thoughts on the East? Um.
1: So I, I, ju- I just put a, like, a list of teams together that I thought would make the playoffs. And of the list right now, of the standings right now, I, I think the Caps, Flyers... Uh, are out Mm -hmm. and the so the Red Wings didn't make the cut there but I have the uh, the Devils and Penguins I did want to
0: talk about the Penguins yes like that
1: was going to be the last thing before we moved on I'm not convinced but based off what I've seen they've been okay I worry about them on the back end I don't think their defense is very good and I don't think their goaltending is great but like if you're getting insane years from Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin you're probably going to make the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and that's just such that's a bummer. If that team does its version of loading up, which it tried to do this off season, it doesn't and doesn't even didn't make really the playoffs. make them better, <laughs> like, it, it, did, it did. But everybody at the time was like, "Cool, you're a little shinier." And you're, it's right. like the classic thing of like, "Oh wow, is it 2015 again <laughs> already?" This team would be so sick, but I still want them to make the playoffs, and I want to see what kind of tough out they are, but. They're old. Yeah, they're not deep. They're not that
1: good. Do you think? Who do you think wins the Metropolitan Division based off of what you've seen so far? Because the Rangers are on top by a pretty healthy margin right now. But do you think that that holds?
0: Ah, it's so. It's hard to to say no just because it. I hear you. Four points is tough to make up in the NHL. It sounds so stupid, but it's not that hard. But. Uh, uh, it just doesn't happen as much as you would think it would. Right. Uh,
1: I, I, still, I still really like Carolina. I, I, Carolina's had a tough start to the season. Uh, their underlying numbers say they're going to be better. I know that that's always the case with Carolina. But like, if they, if they get some goals and their goaltending improves, uh, I, I could see them overtaking New York at the top of the division and winning that division.
0: Their uh, point differential, where is it? I just had it. Uh, their point differential is only plus two. Point so, differential
1: or goal differential? Is that
0: goal differential okay, same thing?
1: Gotcha.
0: Uh is only plus two.
1: That's what I'm saying. They're not getting they're not that getting enough scoring and they're not getting horrible. enough saves. So I think both of those things can improve down the stretch. And I don't and again, like the the Rangers are coming off an insane heater right now. They're still the Rangers. They still have some holes. They're good. they're gonna they're not as the gap's not gonna be that big.
0: All right, let's look at the West where The Knights lead the way with 28 points. Stars 25, Canucks 27, Kings 25, Avalanche 22, Jets 22, Blues 19, Kraken 19. Uh, In the mix would be the Coyotes. They have 18 points in 18 games. The Ducks have 18 points in 18 games. Quite the disruptor, some have said. And the Flames, still not totally dead, have 17 points in 18 games. But the headline here will be a team that has not been mentioned yet. The Edmonton Oilers, who have 11 points in 17 games. So they are eight points out of a playoff spot right now. That is some. And there have been times when teams have made big surges in the second half of the season. Usually they still don't end up making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Do the Oilers get there, find their way back into this?
1: Um, I know that I've kept,
0: I've kept saying no. The answer like, is they're going to be in it. I, I don't know, know how, I just, but they're going I, to be I in
1: know, it. that's the, that's where I land. Like, I don't know how they're going to do it. And I've spent so much time talking about like the hole that they've put themselves in is going to be extremely hard to get out. The Oilers are just one of those teams that it's like, they'll, it seems like they're always going to be there. And they still have McDavid. They still have dry saddle. At some point, the, f- the switch is going to be flipped and they're going to go on a heater and they're going to be back in the mix. I don't know when or how, but it's going to happen.
0: I'm going to start the hashtag. Here come the here come the Oilers because <laughs> there's going to be a lot of here come the Oilers talk at any point whether they win a game four to one or seven to five. If they win back to back games, which they, they won three in a row, they won three in a row. Thank you, Jay Woodcroft, right for beginning that win streak. Bring him back. Right. Uh, every time things start to look up for the Oilers, there's going to be here come the Oilers because they are too good offensively to just die. Mm-hmm. But they're the
1: Oilers. Here, and here's my other thing is that the rest of the conference, like the bottom half of the Western
0: Conference, is so bad. So one of my it notes is, is, so is bad. the West is so top heavy. Yeah. Knights are awesome. Stars are really good. Canucks have blown our minds. Kings, we thought all along were going to be really good. Haven't mentioned the Avalanche. Avalanche are like, I would say Avalanche are right there. Right. That's the way I would deem the Avalanche. And then from there, sorry, Jets. I know you're having a good season. But like... Like paper tigers there. No. Yeah. Jets, no. Blues, no. Kraken, I wish...
1: Uh, like, like they, they, the Kraken have not impressed me. They're, yes. You know, here, uh, I'm not pandering, but you know who I think could be in the mix here? The Ducks. <laughs> no, <laughs> the that coyotes. would be pandering to you. I'm going to pander to the other person.
2: Yeah. I the, think
1: the Arizona Coyotes oh! could find themselves in a playoff spot. Dude, uh, they are on the outside looking in as of today. T- t- well, maybe. After after tonight, they could be in the picture because they right. have a big game against the Blues mm-hmm. on Wednesday night tonight, and if they win, they are in the
0: picture. Shout out the Blues, by the way, for just being Thanksgiving U.S. Thanksgiving Kings. I know. I'm I, I, I'm I'm pulling for the Coyotes in that game. I'm going to bet the Blues though because th- this is their Stanley Cup. That's right. They are US, They're a U.S. Thanksgiving team. They they love to position
1: themselves in, in the uh, in the right spots at Thanksgiving. Uh, they're also the team that everybody talks about, like as hey, you can still make it even if you're in dead last place at New Year's. That's what I was. People forget say. this. Yeah.
0: People forget there was this. Yeah, the twenty nineteen. My bad. <laughs> uh, twenty nineteen. That's okay. Uh, they actually made, they made the playoffs. They did
1: after they being did. in dead last place on New Year's Day. They so did. like there's always a chance. But the uh, the Blues right now are not are not really not really registering with me. I'm not buying in because Jordan Bennington has been unbelievable to start the season, and he's a roller coaster. Sure and the is. Blues just aren't a great team around him. So
0: is it crazy that the Flames? I mean, we were saying that it was wild that last year the Flames were in playoff position. It feels crazy to me that the Flames are in the hunt right now. Like, that that seems like an overachievement. No, I I would say, like, they've underachieved. No, like, they're supposed to fail so hard that them not falling on their face to me is like, eh, it's not so bad in Calgary. Oh, Calgary. Tim Peel, people do want to play in Canada. This,
1: This is honestly, like, maybe the worst spot you could be in as a Flames fan or the flames in general, just because they have so many expiring contracts on their, their, uh, their roster and they've already had a trade request. They are going to have to make some tough decisions if they are in the hunt for, for much longer. I bet
0: they wish they had
1: even more expiring contracts though. You, you wish that, do you think they wish they had more so that they could sell a bunch or just to get everybody out of there?
0: You can't think of a contract they wish were expiring. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Well, that one would have already expired. That well, if they been... never signed, no, I'm saying like they're wishing this was like a one-year deal the and that Jonathan Huberto yes. was expiring. Fair enough, good year. joke. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, thank you. So it was good when you have to explain it. Uh, yeah, I think I think the Flames are going to
1: be in a tough spot if they hang around much longer. I don't think, I, I don't expect them to
0: just because the vibes are so bad. <laughs> yeah. So we expect more variance in the East than in the West last year, uh, this year, but... The West could have the most fireworks because if the Oilers yeah. do find their way into the mix, like, watch the hell out. It ain't just going to be the Blues who suffer if the Oilers come up. But eight points is so hard to make up, especially if you are in a division with the Knights, the Canucks, who are awesome right now, the Kings, kings who are going to be. Say what you will about the Kings. like Maybe you think they're an unsexy team or whatever. I don't see the Kings being rattled at any point. I don't think they're no. ever going to be super hot or super cold. I think they're going to be steady Eddie from here on out. Yeah, I, I agree with
1: that. I think that's a, that's a good point. I also think that the best three teams in the Western Conference are yeah. all in the Pacific with those three. With Vegas, with Vancouver, and LA.
0: Would you trade... Uh, would you trade divisions if you could? Like, would you trade the Central for the Atlantic so the West could be the coolest shit in the world, Atlantic and Pacific in the same conference? No. I would never watch another Eastern Conference game again. Yeah,
1: ex- exactly. Like, I think that you need a little bit of balance in both conferences. Like, mm. <laughs> if if the Eastern Conference was just shit top to bottom, yeah, like, and your best team was the New York Rangers in the East, I'd be like...
0: Can we just do a quick rank? Let's do a quick power ranking. Uh, not in terms of how good they are, but just in terms of how much we like them of the, the
1: conferences. The conference or the
0: divisions. I'm sorry. The divisions. Uh, yeah. Power rings of conference. Yeah. One West <laughs> to keep the change of filthy animal. Uh, Number one, Pacific. Number one, Pacific. Not Number even close. two, Atlantic. Yes. And then figure who Metro. fucking cares. You Metro go Metro third. Yeah. Like the
1: central doesn't have um, a lot of excitement. There's competition, but it's like kind of heavy and not that exciting. There's not there's not a ton of star power in the central. Like most of it's on the Avalanche. There famously
0: is more star power than in any other division. It's true because they have a team named the Stars, literally called the Stars.
1: But like color, like most of the star power is uh, heavily located in Colorado and now in Chicago
0: in that central division. Yeah, Chicago. Messes it up for me. The, the Shout out the wild. Your division's automatically boring if it has the okay. wild. But shout out them. Uh, but <laughs> The Blackhawks. Might be the first time
1: we've ever mentioned the wild on this show. No, we've <laughs> mentioned
0: them like four times. And every time we're like, ah. no, thanks. <laughs> uh, poor guys. Hey, at least Marco Rossi's cool. There's plenty of cool things about the wild. It, it's mm. twin cities.
2: Do super, you know this? Super cool. I, Sean, have you been to Minnesota? Uh, no, I've never been to Minnesota, but I know about the Twin Cities deal. Good cities. I believe Both the it. I've and Twin cities. <laughs> do you get that reference, Sean? You nope. can't. Oh,
0: man. Uh, was this course Oh, League? wait. Coors, yes, like, I do. Yes,
2: I do. Never mind. And uh, tweens.
0: Like football on TV. Uh, one of them was like something uh, hanging out with friends, mm-hmm. fun that never ends. Yep. And Twins. If I were hanging out with a friend and they were like, yo, you know what's sick? When two women are twin sisters, (laughs) I don't say things like this, (laughs) but I'd be like, brother, touch grass. (laughs) I
1: know. That's such a good point. Also, (laughs) like, twins are weird, man. Like, they're just weird existing
0: existence. Not in hockey, twins are awesome. Sometimes. Yeah. Do you know that all the Hughes brothers are twins?
1: That's right. Triplets. The, what? Triplets. Was that, is that there's a, three. There's of like them. three twins? Yeah.
0: That's not bad. Uh, I've never heard that before. Uh, Sadines were, how many? There was just, there was like two Sedines. There
1: was two, and then Marshawn killed one. And so there's only one That's left. That's
0: right. And now there's only one. Here's the clip of uh, Marshawn talking about that. We kid. So to summarize, East more shit's going to happen west the shit will be crazier
1: shit will be crazier shit's always crazier in the west uh i don't know who i am kicking out of the playoff picture yet like i think the blues are out um yeah i seattle is seattle
0: has been bad seattle has not been bad seattle has sucked For a team that What's is currently in playoff there? position, they have sucked. <laughs> oh, wait. What what do you th- sucking is worse than being bad? Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: So I just didn't know if you were like playing some trick on me there. Uh yeah, no, they haven't been good at all. And the fact that they're in a playoff position is wild. Like the Ducks deserve it more than Seattle does. I that's think they, what sucks they about- have a higher point percentage than mm-hmm. Seattle does right now because Seattle's the only team in the league that's played 20 games.
0: Th- that's what sucks about the day before. Thanksgiving standings right now, like the Red Wings are a playoff team right now, even if they're not there. I would and, say the same thing about like, Anaheim. and the ducks. Yeah. Like those have been the early season stories. They've been each other's uh, conferences disruptors. So it's thanks that they're not. All in right. The mix let me right ask now. you this it,
1: for a team that is not in a playoff position in the West right now, who are you rooting for to make it the most? Is it the Oilers? Is it the ducks? Is it someone else? Oh shoot.
0: I think oh,
1: shoot. I will root
2: Arizona. The answer Arizona.
1: I think like my answer is legitimately it's it's so hard though because like the Oilers making the Oilers not making the playoffs would be so bad for the sport. Exa- That's the
0: thing. I can't not have the Oilers in the playoffs. And right. I was gonna say I was going to pick the Ducks because I, I will root so hard for the Ducks in the postseason, but if the Oilers make a bunch of noise and miss the playoffs, that's ultimately not going to be as satisfying as we think it would be. If we're like we're promised, the Oilers trying to get back in it, so that'll be entertainment in and of itself. Once the playoffs roll around and there's no McDavid and Drysidle, that shit does suck. It Even sucks. it sucked last year, like when they got eliminated by the Knights. I was, I, I I'm an Oilers fan, I guess, so I was upset anyway. But like continuing to watch the playoffs, I was fucking sad. I was happy for Eichel and all those guys, but. It's like, damn! This is so much better and obviously more chaotic right. when the Oilers are in it. Yeah, exactly. But so, I, I will root so hard for the Ducks in the playoffs if they make it. Okay, I, I mean, will get every sand-colored, gr- gross jersey. Don't because well, actually,
1: that won't deter you. Like the the, the Ducks are going to change to uh, they're going to change your uniform. I think
2: I'm going to get a JS Jager jersey. By the way, hell yeah! You have a very Support. Anaheim Ducks-inspired outfit right That's now. That's
0: true. Yeah, I'm wearing the Ducks colors right now. I have a very uh, Dallas Stars inspired outfit. You can't see it though, this is a bootleg. It says the cars, you know that <laughs> band. The shirt was just what I needed and what I really need is a good pre- prebiotic soda sometimes. Mm-hmm. So when I'm making my decision on that, I say, you know what, it'll be it'll be an Pop for me. You know the classic scene, you're out to lunch with the boss and some other co-workers. Mm-hmm. I'll have a lemonade. I'll have orange juice. I'll have a lemon lime olipop. pop. And then all those other f- fucking dorks are like, oh, I'll have an ollie pop too. And the <laughs> boss is like, no, DJ started that. DJ. If you want to be that guy or gal at your next business lunch, let him cook. Order an ollie pop okay? And they'll say, do you mean that prebiotic soda with fewer than five grams of sugar per can? And you'd say, did I stutter? (laughs) Yes, I mean Olipop. And if you don't believe the flavor I'm getting right now, why don't you come on back to the crib? I've got tons of it because I went on drinkolipop.com and used the code chaos for 20% off my order. After I did that, I made a quick stop by 22,000 stores across America and loaded the hell up. So, yeah, the place is dripping with Olipop. Grape, when Sean's not there because he'll clean the place right out. Can confirm. Can confirm. Sean goes nuts on the grape or Classic Cola, which is my favorite. The strawberry vanilla is so good. Pete's tapped in right now. Are you tapped in?
1: I'm not tapped in right now, but I had a cream soda earlier.
0: And as we all know, if you got digestive issues like most Americans do, it's going to help with that. Okay. Hey. Get regular. And Frank Thomas' voice. <laughs> She'll like it too because everybody can have it. It's not, I'm a man hawking. Pop, but everybody can have it. That's right. So they'll like it too. He'll like everybody will like it too. Let's normalize doing the blank will like it too to not just mean it's a sex thing, mm-hmm. okay? Okay. Pop. I saw Stephen A. Smith. Someone asked him what's the best thing to drink uh, when when you're thinking of
1: <laughs> getting in the mood. And, Do you remember when there was a soda that came out and it was like, it's, it's not for women. <laughs> remember
0: that? Uh, I thought that...
1: What? One of the weirdest ad campaigns ever.
0: That was like recently, right? That was like five years ago. That is way too recent for yeah, that to be happening. Olipop. It's for everybody, especially people who want prebiotic sodas that are that work for vegan, uh they keto taste great. amazing the whole less thing. than five
1: grams of sugar.
0: Chaos fewer. Chaos. On DrinkOllipop.com, 20% off your order. In other news, you're being a little twerp on Twitter again. Uh, The Bruins are doing their dad's trip. Are they home? No, they were just in Tampa. That's right.
1: I saw the the dads really taking advantage of that.
0: uh, What is it called? The Chase Club? The Chase Club. Boys, episode over. I'm just, (laughs) uh, run down dead. I cannot wait to take you to, to, I believe, the Chase Club. It's called the Chase Club or the Chase Lounge. It's Sean, called the Chase Lounge. That's right. Have I told you about the Chase Lounge at Amalie Arena? You have not, brother. What have I been talking to you about then? Because <laughs> this is just—it's the height of life. It would—it it would bring me so much joy to bring you and you. DJ with,
1: went on a bachelor party to Tampa, Florida, a few years ago. Last and year. Last year. No, last year. Two years ago. And last uh, year. Part of that bachelor yeah. party was a trip to a Emily Arena, Sweet Life at the Chase Lounge. Yeah. For Shit. a lightning game. And boy, all this guy could talk about was like free chicken tenders. Wait, so when you that's say that's not are- what
0: I was doing. Pete's <laughs> being an asshole to, <laughs> to like undersell what the experience is. I have been to a I've I've done some club seating in my day. Okay? I don't remember what, like, the hook was. I've been to... It's that it is a multi-level experience that truly has everything you'd want. It is by far the best premium game experience or concert experience, whatever I've ever experienced. It's multiple levels. It's a bunch of bars if you're into that sort of thing. Everything inclusive. Uh, Get dinner. Like, real meals. Good food. There's... Everything you could think of, as far as like an ice cream bar, dessert, all these things. There's also a cigar lounge if you wow. want to do that. I didn't want to do that, but some of my friends
2: in did. the arena. What's that in the arena? In the arena, it is, is that not federally illegal. Let's <laughs> uh, see, <laughs> right, it's Florida. What, are you a narc? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah it is, it's Florida. Uh, and the best part of it is there was like real seats. You also had that option if you want to be like, you know what, I'm going to be. A real fan for now and not just be a bozo wandering around there is real seats that are good seats and honestly i want to say it wasn't too pricey it was probably if it was a game against the bruins too as fate would have yeah. it and the price was probably it was like 300 dollars or something it's not bad which for it's I, probably I, a lot for a lightning game but like Maybe people show out for lightning games, though they've got a loyal fan base. Um This sounds. But they like, have everything. This it's, sounds like we're
1: angling for a uh, like a package to the Chase Lounge in Tampa, which is exactly what we're doing. Yeah, now, do I definitely want that. For sure. yeah. I, I do
0: want to do content based around when we went. We were like at various points in our lives, we should come back and do this thing anyway. It was and it was a good game because it was two good teams, but. Anybody with the Tampa the Bay Lightning. premium, like, club-level sort of thing I've ever done.
1: Anybody with the Tampa Bay Lightning, you know where to find us. Reach out. Hook it up. But, yeah, I sent a tweet. Uh, the Bruins had, like, their dad's trip, and Matthew Patra's dad used the – they were like, tell us a fun fact about Matthew. And he used the opportunity to just be like, my son's a fucking bum. So <laughs> here, here it is. Hi, I'm uh, Phil
0: Potra, Matt's dad. Fun fact about Matt.
2: Uh, he still seems to, even after making the runes, still lives off of my, myself and my wife. The car he has is ours. He tends not to pay insurance. surprised he even pays for gas, to be honest. But that's that's him in a nutshell.
0: So my reaction, you saw that clip and you were very excited about it. You were like, look what Matty Potter's dad said. He's talking shit. And, show, and I was like, that's not b- bad. Like a lot of players... Potter's age, probably do that. Jeremy Swayman said to us that he's still on his parents' oh. Spotify. So I was like, not a big deal, but like kind of funny that that's what he chose to use that <laughs> yeah. video for. Uh, I thought I was kind of being a wet blanket, but uh, you put it out there that you were like, this is very funny that he said this. Darren Drager responded to you and said, father, son, chirp each other all the time. This is minor, happy, fun, loving family, good people. So, uh, <laughs> Should
1: preface it by saying that I tweeted in a joking manner. uh, Looks like trouble's brewing for the Patra family Thanksgiving this year, which obviously a joke. Darren Drager has followed me for a while at this point. I think that he has some understanding that I joke around and like to have fun. That that response was so unexpected. Just fully clarifying that uh, Matthew Patra's dad does not hate Matthew Patra thank you Darren much also, appreciated as
2: a mid 20 year old if his dad is saying this on a TikTok or whatever he's also he was going to be hearing that at, oh yeah at no. regardless he probably yeah. hears that every time he sees his dad yeah.
1: if that's where his dad is going to uh, on camera like that was the funniest part to me is that there the prompt was probably like hey what's a fun thing about Matt? And his dad's just like, he doesn't pay for his car insurance. Yeah, That's a bad
0: thing to do, though. Like, dad's varies. always got to be like, oh, you like my son? <laughs> Let me be cool and tell you that he sucks. It's like, <laughs> he doesn't,
2: like, the kids in the NHL, he's pretty awesome. I'm very interested to hear what the other dads said about their sons, though. Because, like, with all the other ones, like, he's really good at guitar, actually. And then... Yeah, Matt, but like, Matthew Potter is like, what, 19? He's a bum. Lena Solmark's dad was like, he is a
0: Spotify wizard. <laughs> Nothing for wussies. <laughs> he, Matthew Proud is 19, 20, one of those two? 30. Like, I would not,
1: I would be expecting most 19-year-olds in the NHL not paying for their own car insurance. Or if they are, they don't know about it. Yeah. Like, it's just linked to their bank account and somebody, like, their parents set it up for them. So, uh, Mr. Patra,
0: be, be be a little nicer. <laughs> While I agreed with the sentiment behind Darren Drager's tweet. I don't know that it was necessarily worth tweeting on his part. I think that he could disagree with you silently. Uh, so while I didn't think Mr. Poitra saying is calling his son an asshole uh, was the end of the world, I did get your back. I responded to Drager. Darren, I tried to tell him this, but he wouldn't listen. It's totally normal. Some things are bigger than the game. (laughs) That's a great response. So, my response to Darren. Did you respond to him? Oh,
1: yeah. It was, I had a big time asshole tweet in response. I said, Gotcha. Still waiting for my dad to get back from getting cigarettes when I was 11. Nice. (laughs) Cigarettes are the silent killer. That's right. They were Uh, very silent. They were. Never heard from my dad. Didn't again.
0: even exist. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, did we do the Eastern Conference and Western Conference? Thing we yet? did. I'm kidding. Uh Patrick Line is a uh, big bummed out from being scratched by the blue jackets, which if I were Patrick Line, I'd be pretty bummed out right now. Or if I were anybody on the blue jackets. We talked <laughs> yesterday, like we I'm rooting for the blue jackets to be good and for the vibes to turn around. We're probably gonna go to Columbus at some point to try to cheer them up but here's line a talking about his healthy scratch some guys look at them as a chance to get a break and they're okay with them some guys
2: are embarrassed and pissed off about them where do you land on that yeah i mean i'm i mean it's probably um you know over over my career probably the most um the most embarrassing thing that's you know happened to me so i'm obviously not happy about that and i think you know they they know that but you no, know, it is what
1: it is. It's, uh, it's done, and now, now we're back. So just try to try to focus on focus on playing. So, yeah. do you like is that embarrassing? I don't think it's embarrassing. It's not. I mean, it is embarrassing because everyone's like, like
0: taking his side.
1: It's, yeah, but it, like it's being talked about. When we talked about this, yeah, uh, two days ago when when it happened. Like, it's one thing for it to not be working. It's one thing to be struggling. It's one thing to be. It's one thing to even be Huberdo in Calgary where you get benched for like the entire third period. Yeah.
0: It's like humiliating baby, get that money, Johnny.
1: Like when you, when you get healthy, scratched and you're on a bad team and it becomes headline news and like the leading item Mm -hmm. to start a show like ours on a Monday morning, it's humiliating. Like Patrick line has a lot of pride. And I think that it's not a secret that he's a pretty sensitive guy. Uh, he is, you know, he cares a lot about the perception. He cares a lot about his career uh, and, uh, you know, things haven't exactly gone the way that he probably projected his career to go to this point. So like, it just, it bums me out and you can see it all over his face in that clip. It's just like, he is struggling with that. And that's the reason that I have a hard time with what's going on in Columbus right now is that you just know that like it's eating away at a lot of these guys, even more so on an individual level than just the team struggling and being near the bottom of the league.
0: Do you think that he gets traded? He is in year two of a four-year deal with an $8.7 million cap hit. I'll say off the top of my head, I can't think of teams that have $8.7 million in cap space and are competitive, Because as I look at it, like nobody has that kind of cap space. Everybody was going to be tight against the cap this year. If you talk about, if you get into like LTIR stuff, I guess the, maybe the Capitals or the Rangers could do some sort of fancy maneuvering to make space for him. But I don't think if you're Columbus, you're retaining any money on trading him. I think that your best course of action, if you're the Blue Jackets, is to try to, make the marriage work
1: i think you try but i think that at some point there is going to be a all right we just kind of have to move on and i don't know what that point is or how close we are to it i think it's ugly right now there's a chance that this all just blows over and patrick line finds a little bit more comfort in in that lineup but like uh, what about a team, if you are going to trade him, and I don't think it's out of the question, especially he only has this year and another year left on his current contract. It right. is so that is pretty hefty oh, wait. salary. It's
0: No, it's... Uh, isn't this year two of it? Am I wrong?
1: I thought that there was... I thought that I had heard that it was up after this year, but I uh, could be 2025-26 uh,
0: uh, is the last year. Okay, so what? There's
1: two more years beyond this one? Correct. He's, okay. It's year two of a four-year deal. Okay,
0: so... Yeah, like,
1: you've got a substantial commitment there. But, like, we talked about this a little bit. What about the option of, like, if you are at the point of no return or you're approaching it, what about a team like the Chicago Blackhawks? Like, the Chicago Blackhawks should be in the market for good wingers that they can pair with Connor Bedard to, like, and Patrick Laine clearly is not a short-term thing. Like, he could fit into their timeline, fit into their um he's you know, still their 25 picture. that's crazy like that could be a, a really good fit and if you're the Blackhawks I I assume that they have plenty of financial flexibility do. you don't want to you know like if you're gonna go pursue a guy like William Nylander after this season which I think the Blackhawks absolutely should do for the same reason that they would maybe want to look into getting Patrick Lane, like you don't want to put yourself in a tough position just throwing money around right now but like if you can go get a guy like Patrick Lanay and you're the Blackhawks for pennies on the dollar, absolutely look into that.
0: So let me think. Yeah, they the Blackhawks do not have big money committed long term to guys. Taylor Hall is up after next season. Obviously, Seth Jones is getting nine and a half million dollars forever. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's just gonna be a matter of eventually giving people raises. Felino is $4 million off the books at the end of this year? Corey Perry is right. $4 million like that, off that, the books at the end of this year. Those two alone
1: would essentially be like a wash for Patrick Line. A. If you go out and get Line, a, you'd be like, okay, well, we won't bring back Felina. We won't b- bring back Perry. Or even if we do bring back one or two of those guys, it'll be for less money.
0: And Line a right now would cover the length of Connor Bedard's entry level deal. So there you go. for the next three. so you're paying another $8.7 million on the books, but once you have to pay Bedard, that money's off the books. You could make this work. I know that you're, the Blackhawks are going to have to be very careful with how they commit their money because they don't want to lock themselves into some weird Oilers thing where it's like, ah, fuck, we only have, we want to have 10 really good players and we have five really good players. Where'd the rest of the money go? But they're not in danger of that right now.
1: And- like, the, I guess the, the question is: Is like, you know, are the, are the Blue Jackets ready to give up on Line a right now? Should they give up on Line a right now? Um, and I think, like, honestly, the answer may be closer to yes than we think because, I mean, you talk about the Blue Jackets and their season right now. If you're already willing to turn the page and you can trade a guy like Line, a, get maybe some future assets, even if it's not full value. Like, you're committing to the tank, and you're committing to, okay, let's go get Celebrini. Mm-hmm. Let's go add more pieces to the mix for the future. Like, this is clearly a longer-term building uh, vision than maybe we had initially intended. It's And then, like, the next question becomes, well, do you want Yarmo Hikolainen to be the guy making that deal?
0: And at that point, you'd probably just get a clean start. Uh, you wanted to start honing in on not just always Connor McDavid, who is the greatest hockey player in the world. Focus more on the here and now who is currently the best hockey player in the world. Connor McDavid's too sad right now. He can't be the best hockey player in the world. Who is your nomination for current greatest hockey player to ever live in the world of all time like today? So I want to have a system and I want it
1: to be Um, whenever we decide that somebody is the best player in the world as of today, as of this moment, and it can't be like a, you know, a guy had a hat trick last night, so he's the best player in the world. Like it has to to be two hat tricks, right? It has to be Frank for every time. No, like it has to be a guy who's had an incredible couple weeks Mm -hmm. or something like that. But let's play off recency bias and declare that the best player in the world right now and I want it to work in a system that it's essentially like a title belt, and it can be it can be handed from one player to the next player, but only one player
0: can hold it. Sean at will a time. that. Sean, do you know? Can yes. you animate things? Give me some time; I can learn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna do. I th- so that's close to what I thought you. Were, I thought you were gonna be like, I got you. <laughs> Give me some time; I can learn.
1: So I, the process we can work on the process, but like I, I have it in my mind right now that like. One of the three of us will have to nominate a player and we will have to, co- we will have to take a vote on it that all three of us, and it will have to be a unanimous yes for that person to earn the title belt of best player in the world. Okay. And then anytime we want to give it to somebody else, same process. And if it doesn't pass, then that person holds on to it. My nomination right now should not come as a big surprise. It's Quinn Hughes of the Vancouver Canucks. I think it's a great nomination. Do I have to? Should I go into uh, you need explaining? To make your case? I can make my case, and I think Pete it's,
0: Blackburn explains why Quinn, Quinn Hughes, Hughes is good. Is very good.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, as of today, as of this recording, he has eight goals, which is top thirty in the league. He has twenty-two assists, which is second in the league. He has thirty points, which is very first in the NHL as a defenseman. He also has the best plus-minus. I don't know how, how much you want to weigh into that.
0: No, plus, minus, plus, minus, plus minus can be a very divisive stat in hockey. It's, I think it's the most important stat. I think it tells all. And what I like to do is take the members of a line, add up all their yes. plus minus. That's and everybody's favorite Then you get a really practice. accurate painting of, of what's going on. <laughs> but uh, if we're doing a full season
1: projection, based off of Quinn Hughes's current production, he is on pace for 35 goals... 95 assists and 129 points as a defenseman with the Vancouver Canucks at 24 years old. Mm. He is the best player in the world right now. He also just had one of the sickest highlights of the season a couple days ago. Uh, I know it came against the Sharks, but him burning two Sharks defenders with his edge work in the offensive zone then releasing an absolutely disgusting shot at a wicked angle and bouncing it off two posts to score was one of the best highlights of the season. So, my nomination is Quinn Hughes for best player in
0: the world. I'm feeling out how this process works, but I'm inclined to not approve this because I think that there's too strong another candidate. Does it, I guess we'll all vote differently, but does it have to be a this is an open and shut case. Yes, obviously Quinn Hughes is the best player in the world. Or is it a he's got it right now kind of thing? Because if it's the latter, that allows for us to not always be like it's McDavid. It can't be this person, it's McDavid. It can't be this person, it's McDavid.
1: No, like it it, it like we all know that Connor McDavid is the most talented is the player best in the player. world, which is exactly why I want to have this system where like Connor McDavid is the best hockey player in the world overall. He may not be right this second, but he is the best player overall in the world. I want to operate it on right now. In the last two weeks, who has been the best hockey player in the world?
0: Who who do you think is close behind Quinn Hughes? I think the William Nylander. I think that's a good... is be- Right now, but it's so... It is literally flipping a coin between William Nylander and Quinn Hughes. And what I'm trying to use is that the tiebreaker is like which season is more of an anomaly because William Nylander is on pace for 130 points this season. And but he's a forward playing with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Right. Yeah. I think you have to. But he's also a wing who has – who's going to have 130 points.
2: My one, My one argument would be who is more – Individually valuable to their team, when all like all things being equal. If we get into like, but that's not that's not best. But yeah, I'm just saying, player. I'm just saying, you have two players that you could that have like pretty right. comparable. It's cases. a good tiebreaker. My my tiebreaker would be value Q to uses, team. I feel like a little more. It's the, but I mean, let me let
1: me let me argue this though. Like I, I understand. Like it's obviously impressive what w- Willie Nylander is doing right now, and being on pace for 130 points, awesome. He's especially, never had 90 points, especially from the wing. Yeah. But Quinn Hughes is a defenseman, and he's right. on pace for 129. And uh, Eric Carlson
0: was the first defenseman to hit 100 points last year in forever. It's just that 130 is more than 129, and I can't shift. But on the like,
1: on the defenseman to forward scale, it's not. Mm. The weighted points, yeah, from the back end is is way stronger. I
0: just so we can have a current best player in the world. We I no, think we I don't, can improve. We don't, it. I don't want to like Sean, just, do you do you think that Hughes is the best right now? I I would go with Hughes. I too. would be
1: okay with my, the first nomination. Like it it heightens suspense. Yeah. I would be okay with the first nomination not ending in us anointing a best player in the world, but like it has to be for a like a real reason. But then
0: people are going to accuse me of filibustering until it can be <laughs> like Zach Hyman.
1: You're going to get the Dom LeCizan treatment,
0: Mm. which I don't know if you're aware of that.
1: No. But uh, Dom came out with, like, his player models or whatever. Yeah. And uh, he had Seth Jones ranked above Quinn Hughes. So now... No, we ought
0: to be (laughs) mean to Seth Jones because he makes nine and a half million dollars. I'm a
2: hockey fan.
1: (laughs) But now, shut up. Now, anytime Quinn Hughes does anything good, which is basically every night four different times. But I was told Seth Jones was better. Is that what happened? Yes. And they're tagging him. (laughs) Like, I cannot imagine the abuse that Dom is taking on Twitter because I posted a Quinn Hughes highlight the other night. And all of my mentions were people just being like, but Seth Jones is better, right? And there, a lot of them, I did like a lot of them were like, but Dom isn't seeing this because he's asleep because it's too late for him to watch West Coast games. I love people I love like on the that? West Coast who, yeah. like, who just assume West Coast bias. Be like, oh, you taking a nap? You can't watch the Canucks? That's why you're not talking about us? I love that stuff.
0: I mean... I don't sleep. I just drink coffee all the time. And I don't talk about the I live in New York time and I watch only Western (laughs) Conference teams. Right. Um, So mm, I don't know. (laughs) I I do want to ask this. Do y'all think that Quinn Hughes, because you brought up value, do you think that Quinn Hughes is uh, the heart favorite right now? I uh, I don't
1: think that he's the heart favorite. I think he's probably has the most value as a no Hart shot. candidate. No shot. No shot? No shot. That's... I mean,
0: no shot. He it's would have to not continue having a bonkers... I, I I hate to be flippant <laughs> or dismissive. No shot. What was the last defenseman, uh, Chris Pronger, to win Hart? Quinn Hughes is better than Chris Pronger. Well, Chris Pronger is 1,000 years old, so I would hope... Right, Quinn Hughes is better than Chris Pronger. He even skate circles around Chris Pronger right now. Oh, uh, who even? Who's the heart favorite right now? Is it? Like, it's McDavid. I mean, on on paper, to, it's McDavid. Is it yeah. still McDavid? But that's David is just the
1: because odds. it's Connor McDavid. <laughs> if the season
0: were to end today, he's plus three hundred right now. If the season were to end today, you know who the who wins the heart? Who Sidney Crosby? David Pasternak. Yeah. I, I was kind not of not a Bruins league. I was kind of surprised that,
1: that uh, Quinn Hughes overtook Pasternak for the points points lead. Like I didn't know that Pasternak was racking up that many points.
0: Yeah, you know what? Is Quinn Hughes the biggest heart candidate on his own team? Elias Petterson?
1: or who? JT Miller. JT Miller. No, man. Look at the power play points. There, he's got 29 points. Look at, the, look at the power play production.
0: He doesn't have any power play points. That's not true. <laughs> Get he, out doesn't. Here. he doesn't. That's he has... Uh, how many power play points do you think he has? Oh, tough guy. Quinn Hughes has more power play points than uh, JT Miller. That's because Quinn Hughes has more points than everybody. Yes, but he has four... T- okay. <laughs> Quinn Hughes has 30 points. 14 power play points. Okay. JT Miller, not a Canucks podcast, has 29 points, 13 power play points. It's the same. Yeah, but, so here's here's the deal. Quinn Hughes is the power play
1: p- quarterback. He's he's more integral to that power play system than JT Miller is. JT Miller is a power play merchant. Mm. Quinn Hughes is a power play facilitator. Jim...
0: That's my argument. Yeah, where are the where are all the good players at on this uh, points <laughs> list? Like, can I get a Nathan McKinnon, please? I got to scroll down to seventeen.
1: The, the league's in a weird place 17th? right now. The league is uh, the Canucks have thrown the entire league into a blender.
0: Like, if you were to say, "Hey, points uh, per game or just points this season," Drysidel, McKinnon, Crosby, doesn't that sound like 1, 2, and 3, more than 15, 16, 17? Yeah. It's crazy. Well, I mean, the best, the 10 most uh,
1: point earners are all Vancouver Canucks.
0: Mm. So, uh, Mitch Marner has 20 points. Do you know that whenever uh, Boston Sports Radio brings up Don Sweeney's uh, bad PR moves the last couple of years, they say, and he, he signed Mitch Marner last year. Really? Meaning Mitch, Mitchell Miller. Yeah. Every time Mitch Marner hears that, he must be like fifty cents.
1: <laughs> what <laughs> they saying fuck me
0: for. <laughs> yeah. It's like I've had a pretty good couple of years. I
1: was, uh, oh boy, if, if I Don sign, Sweeney signed Mitch, Mitch Marner, I would I'd be pretty sign happy Mitch with it. in a second. All right, so what's our decision? We have two yeses on Quinn Hughes as the best player
0: in the world. I'll get it as long, although we're trying, we're like a Thanksgiving break. We're still gonna be pumping out content. But someone's gonna have to make a graphic now to declare that. So, you, uh, for Sean's sake, do I vote against this so he doesn't have to do extra work? I can make the I didn't graphic. Think about that. If you, how about <laughs> this? Whoever <laughs> nominates the person has to make the graphic. I like that. Well, here's a
2: question: is Is there just like can we call for a vote at like any time? Like, if to- yep, I think it has the, to be on the show. Middle of well, night, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like if tomorrow, yeah, you can call for
1: a vote at, at any time. Like because because like. It has to be based off of like a wider sample, mm-hmm. but like you mentioned, Willie Nielander is close to being the best player in the world right now. You can make an argument for him being the best player in the world right now. So, say we anoint uh, Quinn Hughes today and t- tonight, Willie Nielander has a five six point game or something like that. I don't think they play tonight, but uh, every team play. I, I bet he does. But they they played in Sweden. So, oh, that's right. So say they ha- say he has a five or six point night. Then I think the next day you can come in and be like, I would like to hold a hearing for the best player in the world. And I would like to nominate Willie Nylander. And we can have, we can have the debate all over again. I love
0: this. It's a slippery slope, though. Do we do it, it with a like a bunch slope. of uh, superlatives? Mm-hmm. Like if a player goes three games without a penalty... Or do we have some like Lady Bing version of this? No,
1: I think that we have to keep oh, it to yeah. like big scale things. Like, I, well, I want to I call it. their
2: the- version of this so I can bang the Logan Cooley drum, who is right up there in terms of points with Conor Bedard. In case I mean, you I, hadn't heard,
1: I think that like the the way to do it is to ha- to figure out as we do the show what becomes like a popular topic of discourse, like things like we've been talking about like just Dis- league disruptor oh yeah we can anoint a a buzz league. we that. can anoint a league disruptor when like when we want to but mm. i like starting it off with the best player in the world just because the conversation typically begins and ends with Connor mcdavid every time
0: are so. we allowed to, to just like take some swings am i allowed to be like yo uh i was watching the stars last night i forgot how good this guy still is uh can Joe Pavelski be the best player in the world, and then like we have to have a conversation about it? You, can, I mean, you you can nominate. You're not really like being. It's not like
1: a um, an offsides challenge or a goaltender interference. Challenge. Uh, you don't. You're not being penalized it's not for use not it or getting lose it. Yeah, just you're not getting penalized for getting it wrong if your nomination is rejected. Mm. But. It's maybe a poor look on you personally if you just constantly bring guys to the table and me and Sean you are You don't like,
0: want a volume uh,
1: shooter. Are,
2: is this... I mean, I know anybody can win it, but are we just kind of focusing on skaters for this hypothetical conversation? No, like can if, we,
1: if a goaltender is
2: straight you wanna, up... You want to uh, do no, I was just I was just wondering. I was just looking at... If a
1: goaltender numbers. is straight up carrying his dead weight of a team uh, and like it's a Jordan Bennington and whatever, 20, mm. 2019... You can nominate him as best player in the world. I think I would argue that there's a good chance that goaltenders may receive like even more consideration based off of their individual impact.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can see that. Let's do it. You make the graphic. Quinn Hughes is currently the greatest hockey player in the world. Okay. That's all right. First, congratulations. The
1: first recipient of. The belt. I would love to make an actual belt. A, a
0: physical belt. Yes. Like, craft a belt? Yeah. Nice. I, I didn't know if you meant like make one in Photoshop, maybe ask our friends. Uh, no, I would like to AI be able to,
1: to make
2: one for us. I
1: would like to be able to hold up the belt and like hand it through the screen.
2: I was going to send it to them, and they'll be like, what the By the hell, time they receive the is it, is has to is it, Can you please send get this to our Willie guys to collect a lot
0: on uh, <laughs> making just a bunch of belts.
2: Yes.
1: I would love to, like, physically send it to the Canucks in the mail and then be like, uh, also... By the time they get yeah, it. Yeah, right. Be like, hey, can you send this over to the, the, the Maple Leafs? No,
0: just <laughs> be like, uh, dear Quinn, uh, please check our Twitter accounts this day. We will say whether you should keep this or possibly give it to JT, question <laughs> mark things could change
1: that's right congratulations quinn hughes the best player in the world Hmm.
0: right now happy thanksgiving happy u.s thanksgiving everybody uh be good hopefully everyone has a nice time and uh wednesday tonight enjoy 14 games gary hammer
1: The Seth Jones anytime goal that what chaos bump is coming. He is going to get his first goal of the season tonight against the lowly Columbus blue jackets who we still love. And we hope that things get better, but also
0: please just let
1: Seth Jones score. Be nice. Let him hit the Heffernan.
0: Ask your uh, loved ones on Thanksgiving to smash that yes. like and subscribe and five stars. It goes a long way with helping us to continue to book the awesome guests we've booked. It ain't just our pretty faces and our charming personalities that get us these guests. It's the promise of them being on a popular podcast. Also, so, if like, your
1: annoying family members start bringing up some topics of conversation at in. Thanksgiving dinner that you don't want to be a part of, tap just in. throw out there, tap it, in, tap in and just say, hey, Who's the best hockey player in the world? Is it Quinn Hughes? Is it William Nylander? Let's Joe talk about Pavels, that. Or when, you, when your family
2: inevitably starts grilling you about your finance or something like that, being like, "This reminds me Ooh. of the What Chaos show <laughs> when they talked about this exact thing." Matthew Potter is going to be like,
1: "Dad, stop talking about how I'm not paying my car insurance." Yeah. Talk about Willie Nylander; he's nasty. Uh, also, we'll take any best player in the world suggestions. Like, if there, if you have, if you think that somebody is the best player in the world right now, let us know. Maybe we'll take your nomination. Maybe we won't. We probably won't because we make up our own rules here, and this is our show. Get a life. Uh, mm. But yeah, tweet them at us, and let's let's open up the discourse. Uh, yeah, have have a happy Thanksgiving. We will see you back here on Monday. I'm assuming that we're going to have a lot to talk about because we are taking like a good amount of time off. Wow, it's gonna be a lot of hockey. Yeah. Left, so. Uh, see you on Monday. We love you. Like, subscribe, do all those things. Enjoy your time off. Enjoy your holiday. We love you. See you back here next week.